God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life on Purpose. We're so excited to be back with you guys this week. Looking forward to the topic of today. And without further ado, he needs no introduction. You should already know who he is. If you don't, what's wrong with you? His name is Mike Clayton. Big dog. <laughs> Big dog. And then we've got uh, one who knows Mike Clayton just a little bit. He's Daniel Clayton. Yes, I do. Too much. Wait. <laughs> and we have David Covert, the ever hey famous, guys. ever mm -hmm. popular, and David myself, Cribbs. Ryan Cribs. Yeah. Awesome. So, what are we talking about today, guys? Well, you know, I was thinking about this, and of course, we're recording a little late because Daniel and myself were in uh, Loosedale, Mississippi. If you've never been to Loosedale, Mississippi, mm -hmm. you are in the majority of people on this planet. Uh, it's, yeah. It, it wasn't quite the end of the earth. I could see the end of the earth from where we were at. Uh, it was a great time. <laughs> and uh, the, the great news flash is that we will, we, uh, Daniel and myself recorded six episodes of Life on Purpose for Hebrew Nation or for Hebrew Roots mm. Network. And uh, Bezrat Hashem, God willing, that will be airing at the end of April. And awesome. that's going to be followed by. Again, Bezrat Hashem, God willing, with his help, the four of us are going to be going to oh, Loosedale no. together. Loosedale, Mississippi may never be the same. And we'll yeah, be recording more episodes <laughs> of, uh, of Life on Purpose. So we had a great time. Thanks to those folks down there. Uh, you know, guys, yeah. as, as we've gone through the last few weeks, the verses that we've had, um, so-called the Roman road, uh, you, you could pretty well go online. You can go to, um, you know, many churches, wherever you can find those, those verses and tracks and all kinds of places. Um, you know, maybe not expounded on quite like we did it, but, uh, you know, that's another subject. I mean, you know, very few people are able to preach the gospel from ammunition. Mm -hmm. ah, well. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan Cripps. Sure. Um, yeah. but, uh, I, the, the missing element is then once you go through those things, then shouldn't our, our life be different? Shouldn't our walk on that road be different? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, you know, one of us, it might've actually been me mentioned the, the whole saying, uh, saved, sanctified and satisfied. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, there is that, idea amongst certain denominations or you know thought groups whatever um and you know i think uh we just have to look at everything like a process i think because you know there's very few times in life where it's just like you know one step and then you're done you know i don't know that i could think of any examples that there's any process of you know growth or just anything to, to represent something that is just a one and done kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, th the moment that, that the Roman road leads to you to, it, it leads you to salvation, you know, it's the Roman road to salvation. So that is like that kind of initial destination right there. Yeah. But, you know, what that does is, you know, once you accept 
Yeshua. And, you know, you make him the savior and the Lord of your life, um, not just one or the other. Um, once you do that, it's like your future is secure. You know, your eternity at that moment is secure. Okay. But it doesn't, it sparks a, a crazy amount of like joy for the present. But if that joy is not then followed up with action, then it's going to fade away, fade away very quickly. You know, that, that doesn't, it doesn't carry you very far in the present. You know, there's much, many other things that we need in our present to keep us going here. And, you know, thankfully, just to start this off with, you know, I'm very thankful that God does not expect perfection in that moment. Amen. Like you Amen. go from zero to a hundred, you know, you know, if anyone needs to hear this, like, after you accept Yeshua, which is the best decision you'll ever make in your whole life, true. You Amen. are still gonna sin after that. You're gonna still trip. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, even even things that you've really struggled with or have been addicted to, like it could be a process, you know, but God expects God hopes for and encourages you in the progress and in the process, not perfection. So mm -hmm. I want to add on to what you're saying there, Daniel, because I think that a lot of times the topics we've been talking about, like what Mike Clayton's saying, is the Romans road. I always remember as a kid being in church and being in fellowships, all that stuff. It was always taught, and it seemed like it was always taught from the perspective of someone who never knew or has always lived a life of sin, if we want to call it that, live a life of sin. But it never actually was geared or it never actually went to oh you young people that have grown up in this you've never known anything else other than jesus or even yeshua if you're on the upgraded name list right you never knew that but that the thing was i remember as a kid going i don't get that i don't get this whole faith thing but guess what it comes it comes screaming at you around that age where you're like let me figure out who i am in this world and you go, whoa, we talked about that a little bit last time, that whole crisis of faith happens, and then bam, it smacks you in the face, and then you're like, oh yeah, that Romans road thing, it actually does matter, <laughs> it actually does make sense, and in a way, you'll get drawn back to that to actually go through that faith, so I like that you're bringing up that point, because I also think that there's times where some people, they just, they think of it just from the point of, oh, you've never known this all your life, now we're giving you the truth, what if you've known of the truth the whole time, but it's always been behind mommy and daddy, right? It's, mm -hmm. I, I was yeah. me. I didn't, I had to figure it out for myself and I had to start working out my own salvation and it's the best decision you'll ever make. <laughs> if you choose to go after that salvation, grab <laughs> hold of it. Amen to that. Yeah. yeah. And the nice thing is too, then you realize why he gave us the Torah as well, because then yeah. in that, you know, you, you always hear the parents say, well, like, or, you know, the older generation, like the popular phrase, um, life doesn't come with a manual. Mm -hmm. But it kind of does. <laughs> we do Exactly. That. You know? Yeah. And I think, um, you, you know, the, the Great Commission, you know, it, it's not quoted as like, go, therefore, into the nations and make a list of people who have given their hearts to me. It says... <laughs> go make disciples and you know that mm -hmm. that word you know i think we can kind of you know easily see the word discipline in there you know it's essentially what it says is like you know go find yeshua you know accept yeshua 
and then become a student of him, become a disciple of his, become a follower, someone who watches him and acts like him and dresses like him. And, you know, you know all these things, like the disciples were doing that. They weren't just mm-hmm. listening to him and hearing him. They were, I mean, they adopted his lifestyle. And, you know, obviously our day looks a little different than it did 2000 years ago, mm-hmm. but our heart posture can be the same. You know, the point is at that point, after that moment of salvation, become a disciple. You know, there should be changes that may, that are made in that moment that continue this process of discipline to become more like him. Well, there's where you, we get into the, uh, what we talked about was the WWJD or how we would term it, you know, what would Yeshua do? Um, so I grew up in, in various denominations, all right? And every denomination had their list of things that you shouldn't and that you should and shouldn't do. And usually the list was uh, the, the things that you can't do was longer than things you can do. All right. Um, I went to a Christian school when I was in seventh grade. Um, that was the turning point for me spiritually. You know, up until that time, I was not a really rebellious person. Um, I pretty well went along with, uh, you know, what I was being taught, but I went to this Christian school and I remember that they fired my favorite teacher because she had gone to a movie. Mm. Now it was a, it was not a, a, you know, it wasn't an R-rated movie by any means. I mean, it was just like, you know, G movie kind of thing. And uh, the conversation went around uh, regarding this, and it was explained to us like this. Well, you know, we have this uh, this this rule that, uh, you know, anyone in our church and our teachers cannot go to movies, because though it may be a good movie, the next week it may be a bad movie, and someone may see you walking in the door in the good movie, but they don't see the title until the next week and think that you went to a bad movie. And so I started to see this thing going on. And, uh, you know, the, the, the denominational um, uh, rules, I didn't see that they brought life. I mean, there was one, one uh, denomination I was part of, a uh, Pentecostal, that it basically came down to this. You don't smoke, drink, chew, or go out with girls that do. <laughs> yep. 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 Or as as one uh, Christian comedian would say, because all of that leads to dancing, and that's the worst one, you know. <laughs> I knew that I could count on Ryan to give me a follow up there. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, there should be a new walk, a different walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's mm-hmm. take it to a verse. I mean, what a crazy thing to do is to actually look at the scripture and, and take a verse. And Yeshua said in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now, you guys, I think, uh, knowing you well enough, uh, I think you've all read the scriptures before. Um, the Most people... Uh, focus on the words to the right of Matthew, okay, Matthew through Revelation. Uh, The problem that I have with this is that I've read those words from Matthew to Revelation, and I don't see a list of commandments. Actually, I find Mm -hmm. them back in uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So is it possible for us to walk like Yeshua did 
if we don't put the first five books, the Torah, into the mix? Mm-hmm. I it's, think it's I'll impossible. Yeah. Go, David. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Um, yeah, I'll I'll jump in then. Think, uh, okay, so the Torah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, because that was also the thing that also got me was is that there is nothing there. There's it's always saying, oh yeah, keep my commandments, and there's always some explanation that they'll give or someone will you go well what are you talking about and then if they go well he talks about in here i think it was like matthew 5 or matthew 6 Mm -hmm. uh it talks about how it's referencing a law from the torah and he's but i tell you he brings up he's not abolishing it he's bringing it up to say but i tell you even if Mm -hmm. i think the famous one is always with uh uh, it says don't commit adultery but i tell you even if you look and lust after your eyes you're committing it. And I think that we kind of just talked about that a little bit ago, that the sin that tries to pit, tries to find its root because God's always after your heart. Mm-hmm. He's always looking to have your heart be pure and go come before him. It's it, sacrifice to talk about that. The law talks about it. Everything talks about that. So it's obvious that he's linking that back. It's obvious. And it's obvious that, oh, you want a new life? Yeah, form yourself around this because then it will bring you life not death it will not be setting you on the course of death it'll be setting you on the course of life yeah. i agree with that completely daniel you you're trying to jump in there yeah you know i think i could see how you can make the case that you know as yeshua is talking he's saying things like you know i tell you love your enemies you know i, I see how you could take that to be a commandment and in fact i think you know as as people counted up like they count up like 613 commandments in the torah and then they classify them as, you know, 1,000 something commandments in, you know, uh, you know, Matthew to Revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I would consider when Yeshua says, love your enemies, I would, I would consider that commandment. However, you know, if you look at the context of John 14, 15, you know, directly surrounding that, he's talking about how he and the father are one. Yeah. And so you know, it, it's also kind of just bringing the whole thing together. He's, he, what he's saying, I think, is it's not just me right here. You know, I am representative of the Father and the wholeness of God right here. And so it's not just what I'm saying to you. It's not just my commitment. It's everything that has come from the mouth of the Lord, the mouth of Adonai, since the beginning of time to now. You know, those, you have to keep in mind the whole thing. Like, you can't, you know, just take what he has said as commandments because you know, especially, you know, in Deuteronomy, it talks about, you know, you know, God is not like so far that we have to send someone to go get him. Mm-hmm. Essentially, everything that we need is right in front of us. You know, everything that we have is everything that we need. You know, God is not, has not really ever made himself inaccessible. You know, there's always been, whether it be a judge or a king or a prophet or Yeshua himself or the disciples, he's always made himself accessible. And so in that day, you know, if Yeshua was talking about only his own commandments, that could hardly have been spread at that time. And, you know, only a select few who followed him would even know what those commandments were. And so it only makes sense to see that when he says commandments, it means the whole thing. It means the whole thing. And, (laughs) you know, I don't know if we meant to go here, but you know, there's always when you mention the uh, that you follow the Torah, that you keep the commandments. Like, well, do you stone children? Do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, yep. that's the first one. That uh, it's, it's, you know, 
for one, there's no record that that was ever actually carried out. Correct. For two, when you question that kind of thing, you're not questioning me, you're questioning God. Like yeah. he's kind of mm-hmm. the one that put all of those things in there. And so, and then of course, on top of that, grace is a thing. You know, grace was in the Torah, the Old Testament before the New Testament came around. So, you know, all these things just to say that if you love him, you're going to want to go after his heart. And his heart is painted mm. throughout the entire scripture. That was a really long way to say just that. No, it was great. It is his heart. We gotta follow after it. I think that was good, Daniel, because you provided you know context to the lead up. So I, I don't think that was like a really long way to get okay, there. Good. I think it it was the <laughs> appropriate amount of steps to get to the final delivery. I, I want to, <laughs> I guess, add to that because I was I was trying to think about like you know where do I want to take this. Um, you know, what comment do I have to offer on that? And um, I think it's this goes back to we actually over this past weekend, uh, we mm-hmm. were in uh, South Carolina and mm-hmm. we got to listen to a teacher. Tony Robinson is his name. Yeah. Uh, I loved his breakdown of how the Torah sort of applies and uh, how it's being looked at today through the, if you will, like you talked about Matthew to Revelation, sort of the New Testament lens. And then how we see it translated mm-hmm. and we see it always translated as a negative thing you mm-hmm. know like paul says oh for i am no longer under the law but then people forget that the torah has different aspects and like you brought up mm-hmm. daniel people go oh well you keep the torah do you stone children it's like okay but the torah is itself a you have to you have to have a judicial system you have to have the priesthood system and then it's a way of life. It's a way of lifestyle, cleanliness. You know what I mean? There's so many different applications, right? So that's like we look at Paul and when Paul says we're no longer under the law, what aspect of the law are you not under? Mm-hmm. Right? Which yeah. he's re- referring to to sin and death yeah. because it yeah. says that the Torah causes sin to abound yeah. because by looking at the Torah, the Torah reflects to you the sin you have in your life that you then must clean up in order to fall back under the law so that you can keep Torah and, and be right with, with God in that aspect, that Yeshua is the doorway too. Uh, and I think so often that's, it's forgotten, mm-hmm. the, the depth. Um, and then to, to kind of, and I'm jumping around here a lot, but to talk about what you said earlier about um, you come into following Yeshua, you declare him as King and Lord of your life. And he, yes, he does not expect perfection right away. It's it's a walk. I love this example that Mr. Robinson used. If you look at a chronological Bible, Peter's dream that everybody loves to, oh, you yeah. know, Peter's dream, <laughs> I can now eat bacon, you know, yeah. <laughs> he gets so excited, break out the sausage and the crab, you know. That's right. <laughs> that dream took place 10 years or that vision took place 10 years after yeshua's resurrection yeah which also meant that peter as a disciple had not gone to a non-jewish person to deliver the gospel for 10 years oh yeah after you know what i mean talk about a a long time and a build-up to eventually fulfilling your ministry Mm -hmm. so you know, for somebody listening, 
it don't be don't feel like you're expected to do everything all at once it's a process it really is and that's really what the torah is it's a process of of walking it out and allowing it to do what paul says and reflect the things in your life that need to change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i don't yeah. know, i hope that, i hope that made sense mm-hmm. the things in life that you need to change okay and uh, mm-hmm. you know the time of of peter was a very um there was prejudice there okay um like we see probably today in uh in the united states oh not at all oh yeah <laughs> um, i mean i i remember the race riots of the 70s uh, i was in i was in junior high school and we were we were right in the middle of that i mean it was it was a bad time but uh what i see today in racial tension is much worse than it was then um and that's that's a totally different subject so let, let's just let's just run with this for a moment okay you guys are all three married um the difference that i have is that i've been married longer than all three of you combined okay um but let's just look at it as a covenant relationship and i talked on this mm-hmm. at uh, river of life in loosedale last weekend on on covenant um the a a relationship between a husband and wife is supposed to be a covenant and that's the same relationship that we have with our creator is a covenant relationship um you know you get married you sign the the wedding you know the ketubah the 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 contract all of those things but but let's let's say that if we were to take it into religious terms today that after you got married, you would go into like two different houses and live. And, uh, you know, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. You wouldn't call that much of a marriage, would you? No, uh, no. you definitely wouldn't be, you know, uh, be fruitful and multiplying if you did that. You know, I think you guys can get my drift here. Um, so it's about two people coming together and saying, if you love me, you're going to, we're, we're going to work this out. There's going to be changes in your life. There's going to be changes in, in, in your spouse's life. And, and we're going to work this thing out, but it's all based not upon duty. I mean, I've known people that are married because they, you know, they, they got married, they had children and, and then they just decided, well, you know, I mean, we got this many years into it. Why, why change? But it was more of a duty uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. Then there's that loving relationship. And that loving relationship is based upon, you know, I don't do things not because, you know, my my wife is going to get mad at me, but just out of love. And she does the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's the relationship. Why can't we just take that kind of a concept and put it into into our life with with the Almighty? Yeah, it's true. And, you know, I, I think you know, they were very specific in acts with the people who were who were starting to to join the way, um, you know, giving them four, I think it was four, very basic commandments to follow, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, don't eat, you know, meat sacrificed to idols, you know, a few more, yeah. very, very simple ones. And so they did that intentionally because, you know, I don't, hmm, let me see this. If you go too far too fast and do anything, you know, let's say you 
except Yeshua, and then you jump full body, you know, just cannonball into the Torah, you know, sometimes you're going to lose it just as fast as you found it because you jumped too far too fast. And so anyone who is listening right now or anyone who you are talking to as the listener, you know, I wouldn't even necessarily put it upon yourself to tell them, hey, you follow Yeshua, you got to keep all these commandments over here. Because again, you know, if someone just jumps into that, because like you tell them to, you know, they'll lose it just as fast as they found it, because Mm -hmm. they didn't seek it themselves. And so the most important thing for each of us, and for everyone listening, for everyone in the world, is to seek him wholeheartedly. And if you are seeking him wholeheartedly, he is going to reveal to you his heart, and which part in, in and how he wants you to walk after him because everybody's in a different place. And so, you know, if you take that approach and you apply it to what you're saying, dad, and I I love that concept because it really doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. You know, we complicate things, we overcomplicate things, but literally, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's all he's saying. If you love me, just follow after me and, you know, let's commune and let's talk and let's grow together. And in that growing, in that process, is where you find the hows and the what. Yeah, it's like the little things. David, I'll, I'll hang on just a second. Let me throw one thing in so I don't forget it. Then I'll. He's down there chomping. Oh um, man! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's like when you first when you get married. You know, it's like, uh, okay, which which end of the toothpaste are we going to squeeze? What, what do you mean you squeeze it in the middle? You know, that's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. And and yeah. and who puts the toilet paper on like that? You know, it's the little things that you begin with and you work through that. And that becomes the larger things. Energizer Bunny, go for it. Yeah, I, I love your example. And I want to tie into what Daniel was talking about too, Mike. But like, I love what you said about, uh, I, I think we have to look at this walk with the father as a, like a marriage. Um, if you have, if you've never been married before, you'll realize that once you get married, you'll go, Oh, this makes so much sense now. Yeah. Because if you kind of approach the God, like you were like married in a sense in the contractual legal sense, it, it kind of makes sense in that regard, but to, like, to an end, like you said, your duty is the contractual part. That's your duty. But if you only go at marriage, like a physical marriage, yet I just doing the duty, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty boring. And it's it's pretty just mm-hmm. why it, it gets to that point of eh, there's no spark, there's nothing that that life is just kind of meh. Mm-hmm. So to describe that in that in that sense, yes. But if you choose to go beyond, because it is your choice, even in marriage, it is your choice to actually go into that lovingly and actually love that person even more than yourself. Wow. Everything. It, it just becomes like, wow, I wish I'd been in doing life like this for longer. This is amazing. So it just becomes just amazing. Your whole entire life changes. And that's the same way that God is with us. And as I've gotten older, I love getting this mail that comes because it's got this legal legalese in the context of the writing uh, got something today. It was like, you are contractually obligated to do blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, this is, this is not a huge deal. I got it. I'll take care of that. It's no big deal, but they were being extremely legal in their sense. Yeah. And that's what can happen when you 
absorb yourself into Torah at first because you're like, wow, oh, there's all these commandments. Awesome. Let's go one by one by one. I'm going to figure them all out. And we get that there's an, a term that runs around. Like we call them Torah terrorists because then they start going after everybody and they start accusing everybody and they love doing it on social media. It's like they just, it's a feeding frenzy on there. Mm-hmm. And it's just everybody going there and you just go, ah, they're new. <laughs> you just know, ah, they're new. Mm-hmm. They'll get, they'll, they'll get the hang of this. They're new. One example I love, and then I got another thing is, you know, if you look at a fruit tree, a fruit tree does not bear good fruit for about four years, depending That's... on the tree, depending on mm-hmm. the type of fruit, you know, the initial lifespan of a fruit tree, the fruit that it bears first is bitter. And I think that that should speak to every believer everywhere, that there is a yeah. season that you need to throw your roots down deep before okay. you try to start giving anything you got. Yep. Um, yeah. Need to get then, sweeter first. um and then you know the other thing i I think you guys probably know by now i like to look at what the bible doesn't say you know it kind of helps me figure out what it says a little bit and so Mm -hmm. you know what it doesn't say that verse john 14 15 is if you want blessings keep my commandments it doesn't say if you want success it doesn't say if you want notoriety if you want to be popular it doesn't say if you want to never go hungry it says if you love me Wow. And keep my commandments. Wow. What a good word. Oh, man. That actually, so to your point, if you keep reading past that, it talks about, I won't leave you like orphans. So that's exactly what you're talking. Wow. That's neat. That's cool. You're right. Like you got to look at it in that context, that phrase. You say, oh, well, by him loving me, I'm going to get all this stuff. It's like, where, where's your heart? Mm-hmm. where's your heart in this because maybe you need to check with yourself right here because mm-hmm. you're not doing the commandments so that he gives us a bunch of stuff that's just a part of it all it, yeah. that's just a, that just comes with it it doesn't it yeah, doesn't mean, I mean you get the exact thing you want <laughs> we had those, those conversations the very too. person of yeshua the, you know one of the things that he drove most here was the relationship like him coming on this earth made him accessible made us see him as a person who deals with things and that overcomes them and that we can reach the father through him. And so it doesn't even say, if you want eternal life, keep my commandments in that thing. It's like, he is so intentional to drive this fact that he wants relationship, like above everything. If you love me, then just do this because like, this is the evidence of your love for me. This is you acting on your love for me. Well, this goes back to those like the marriage example. Mm -hmm. You know, we can sit and and talk about marriage in the sense of all of the the blessings and the good things that we see, you know, and we experience in our marriage. But the points of really true love and true uh, experience together are in the tough times the growing together the becoming one the you know the the building up of each other is facing those those challenges throughout life um so yeah like you said you you come into this and it's you know like he's it it, it doesn't say yeah if you love me and you do this you know i'll bless you right you know if you want blessings, do this. You want this, do it, right? 
you're doing it because you want to please him. Mm -hmm. There's a driving force behind it. That's the driving force. If I, if I may interject just quick little, like when the, when our band, Exodus Road Band started to shape and form, when you know it's a God thing, you go, okay, well, I guess I just need to fall into this. Just like this podcast has turned into just, it just felt right. We just knew Mm -hmm. it was all the doors opened up. It was just, it was just, just like a, like a train, just, you just better hop on and hold on. It, It just moved so quickly like that. I remember when we were like, maybe we should do this thing. And I think there was that moment where you go, and yeah, since I'm doing this for the father, that means all this stuff and it's so false because you think in your human mind that oh this is how everything's going to be and how it's going to turn out and oh within record timing we're going to be doing this and this and that and no not at all what's going to be better is is that he's going to take you to places seemingly leave you there with nothing but you still have everything like that like where people can go to and go how did you do that? It's like, God, I don't know how else to explain this, mm-hmm. but he delivered us there, took care of us still when I, I opened up my wallet and went, oh, I, okay. And everything is based on that. So then you think that in your life, like, oh, well, as soon as I have hardship, it's the enemy. It's like, not always, not always. I'm telling you right now, sometimes it's meant to increase your faith. So it's one of these loving moments, like you just talked about, Ryan, that, that moment when it gets tough, actually the bad, it's actually amazing because on the other end of it, you're like, wow, I'm so glad I went through that. And I look back at our memories of, of just stuff we went through that were tough. And I know you guys have too, where it's like, man, I'm so glad I went through that. I'm so glad I didn't reason myself out of that. And logically, though, that just is dumb. I shouldn't do that. There's no, there's no sense in me doing that mm-hmm. because God's above that. His ways are so much higher than our ways. And it's so amazing when you just fall into that and just let him take you. Ooh, so cool. You know, you, you mentioned the, the difficult times. Um, I have found this is a, this is a word of, of wisdom of the ages, okay? Um, the last place to blame when you are going through a trial, a tribulation, a difficult time in life, the last place to look is the enemy, is Satan. The first place to look is, is have I done something? You know, if if I done something that has broken fellowship between me and the Father, um, and then the next thing is, what is He trying to teach me? Has He brought something? It's like you know, with Job. Okay, go back and read the book of Job. Yes, uh, Satan was there in the middle of all that thing, but uh, he's like a dog on a leash. Uh, an ugly dog on a leash, uh, you know, he, he came before the father and he said, okay, you can, you can touch him, but only this much, you can only do this. And the, the fascinating thing of the book of Job to me is this, that, uh, yes, in the end, he did receive double everything that was taken from him in the beginning. But there's a verse, I, I, I'm not going to turn to it right here, but uh, it's toward the end. And I think the, the culmination of this whole book of Job is this, I have heard of you with my hearing, but now I have seen you face to face. 
if you would have looked at Job and said, okay, what you've experienced now and what you just wrote, that you've seen the like the the face is panim la panim. You've seen the face of the Almighty. You've come into a greater revelation of who he is. You've had an encounter. Uh, Job, I'm going to give you an, an option, okay? We can rewind your life, and you'll never have to go through any of that. But you'll never have what you have been given right here. He would have mm -hmm. said, bring it on. Yep. I would even add without even hesitation, without even holding back. He just jumped right in like, nope, there's yeah. no way I wouldn't to trade that in for anything else. Mm -hmm. No way. You know, to kind of to kind of summarize, you know, what David and, and dad, what you guys have been saying over the past few minutes is the way that our walk changes, the way we have a new walk after accepting, believing in Yeshua, it it's a focus shift. It mm -hmm. shifts yep. the focus from, you know, me and control and what can I do to secure my future and to obedience and to uh, submitting yourself to God and to the process that he puts you in mm -hmm. and understanding that, you know, everything is it, just bigger than you. It's just a shift of focus. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. I, I want to go back to something. And uh, Ryan, how about you? Uh, give me, give us some thoughts on this one, uh, if if you want. I mean, pass yeah. anybody. Daniel, you uh, you saw me reach over and write something down because this is something I, I want to to teach on in the future. Um, you in the person of Yeshua, and and you guys have all heard me say this that the difference between to call it what our religion. Okay, and I don't like the word religion, but the different what what separates for us from every other every other you know Buddhist and Confucian and Confucius and and Confucian and all of those things. What separates us is that in every religion it's about man getting to God, but what we believe is that God came down to us, which means that God became accessible to us in the person of Yeshua. I don't know about you guys. I, that's just one I'm going to have to. I, I, I mean, I know that I've, I've, but just the way you termed it, Daniel, Ryan, you want to throw or any of you, I don't, whatever. I think that idea of him coming down and, and becoming accessible to us really becomes poignant again through your life when you face the certain challenges. I remember when I was uh, was very young, um, and I won't go into the, the whole circumstance, but I remember a, a trying time coming up that was one of the most trying times in my life. It had to do with the relationship with my parents, actually. Hmm. And I remember um, crying out and, you know, saying like, you know, do you know what this feels like? You know what I mean? And that coming just as a child, you know, from a child's understanding, but to realize that he does. He knows exactly what you're going through, exactly what it feels like to go through some of those challenges and to face some of those challenges and that he willfully did it so that he could create a doorway 
back to himself. A pathway to him, though we didn't deserve it, is it's beautiful. You know. So, so when you show us when you show us that I am the door, mm-hmm. he Yeshua was creating a doorway back to yeah. Okay, go Daniel. This is why we sing the song gratitude every time we're together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because because <laughs> it it says like you know, I so I throw up my hands and sing like hallelujah because it's all that I have. All that I have is my hallelujah. Like if any of us for any moment think that any amount of deed or whatever something we can do or think or say to him can accomplish anything, like you know, just encapsulating what you said, Ryan, like all that we have is a hallelujah for that. Like all that we have to pour out is our love for mm. him for what he has done. There is nothing else that we have that could possibly compare. Yeah. So I think I would want to just jump on this, that uh, whole idea, like when we talk about it, it's one verse, right? It's if you love me, uh, if you love me, keep my commandments. It's speaking of a new life that we're to have. It speaks that we are going to be different people and we're going to be put in circumstances that are going to challenge us. That there's, 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 that's like a guarantee. We're always going to be challenged in life because that's the only way you can grow. You're always going to be challenged, but you're going to approach it way differently than someone of the world does. Someone who doesn't have that peace and joy and faith that is found in these scriptures, that doesn't have that, they're gonna approach it differently. So what's it's always interesting is when running through those issues or running through those issues, like I mentioned when we were on the road and it was like, there's no Google answer for that. There's no typing in and searching for a solution. There, there is no solution in those in the analogs of the internet, there is no solution there. It's a complete and total dedication to faith. And what is amazing by that is that others who do try to use those other means, they will look at how you responded and go, how, how did that happen? It always is fascinating when that happens. Cause like, well, why would you do that? What? They're, they're baffled. It's baffling to understand like why you, you go do something or do this when it doesn't make logical sense. And that's what's amazing is that you have so much peace, even though the world will tell you there's no peace in this, that this, that's all fairy tales. Don't listen to that. But I'm here to tell you, and we're all here to tell you, it's, there is an immense amount of peace when you're doing some of these things. It's unbelievable. You go, that doesn't make any sense. I should be feeling fear. I should be feeling anxiety. It, not that it tries to enter. I will not, I'm not going to sit here and say that it doesn't enter. It doesn't try to. But Isaiah 61 talks about this, and I love to bring this up with everybody. If you have a spirit of heaviness, and if you feel heavy, praise. Mm-hmm. Robes of praise will take you right out of it. And I, I didn't believe it at first. Then I tried it. That blew me away. <laughs> that was fascinating. Yeah, you know, I think if, if the whole body of believers could really grasp the fact that God is a loving God, and, and view him in that way more so than he's, you know, this ruling overlord who's just waiting for someone to fail so he can, like, penalize them with something. Yeah. You know, if, if the whole body of believers could shift their mindset, you know, obviously he is a God of judgment as well, but they are righteous judgment, and there is mercy in his judgment. 
And so if, 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 if we could really grasp that he is a loving God, it would just, I mean, it would change everything because, you know, all of a sudden, like the scripture becomes like, you know, how do I just live this life with my God? It's not just a, oh, how do I avoid like, you know, going to hell, you know, you know, the Proverbs spends many chapters and verses talking about the loose woman. And I think you can take that very literally. Um, but I think you can also use that loose woman as, you know, just a, a symbol for temptation, yeah. you know, a temptation yeah. for whatever. And, you know, the choice of the man in response to the loose woman and all the things she has to offer and all the delightful smells that it mentions and all this stuff, the evidence of his decision will show you what he loves. And, you know, I also love where Paul just says, you know, take every thought captive because like that, that adulterous woman, that temptress, you know, it, it can be representative of the, of the devil just speaking lies and temptations into your ears to try to get you to do something contrary to the love you have for Yeshua. And so taking those thoughts captive is an and, and redirecting, you know, your desires and what you do in that moment in response to the temptations. That is the evidence of your love for Yeshua and the evidence of the new walk that we mm -hmm. should have after accepting him. That's right. That's right. Amen. It's so true. So true. Well, guys, I think we've had, uh, we've got a lot of good things for people to think about this week. And uh, mm -hmm. to go back to those, the, the four things, Daniel, that uh, you mentioned in the book of Acts chapter 10, uh, there's actually a fifth one. And it says, and they will, uh, and they will, isn't the Torah of Moses taught in the synagogue every Shabbat? Mm -hmm. So it was about giving, getting a, a start somewhere. And then you start to, then you continue to learn. And uh, it's the same as it's the same way in, with loving God. I mean, you know, I look back over all of these years and um, it's, it's just been a remarkable journey, a walk. And, and I, I figure, you know, you figure out what he likes and what he doesn't like. And it's, it's not a duty. Uh, it is just a, a loving relationship. And there's not much uh, greater than that. Uh, so closing, closing thoughts, guys. I don't know. I think I'm good on this one. Yeah. I spent everything I had. I, I think I'll, 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 I'll at least have something. How I, many uh, of you thought that David would have some closing thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got me. I got me. I, I really wanted to bring up, and I, I'm trying to remember the uh, the URL um, email address, life on purpose at mail. Is that right? Or at on, on purpose at mail.com. On purpose at mail. Okay. On purpose at mail.com. Again if you are struggling with these because some of these concepts i know that there are way more i think we all know that there are far more other examples that sometimes it's hard to see where we're coming from it's hard to see that whether your upbringing whether your family life whether you yourself maybe have, have dealt with a lot of issues when it comes to either congregations fellowships whatnot and they might have done a bad job or something i don't know but we've seen it. We've helped. We've helped encourage. He is truly is a loving God. I think that that's the biggest thing we can leave from this entire thing is that he's extremely loving. Like, yeah, he's a God has rules and God that has all these, the structure that's established is meant for us in love, really. And his grace is extended. Like, I love that idea is his grace is mercy or from 
as far as east from the west, there's no way you can understand it. There's no way possible that you could know it. And if you are struggling with that, if you are struggling with that idea or understanding of that, then we would love to pray with you. Or if we ever see us, we'd love to pray for, with you. We would always, always would love to uh, talk with you, pray with you, whatever, because I want everyone to have experienced what we, I know we've all experienced. I want everyone to know that. I want everyone to know that peace, that joy that can come in the midst of even trying times. So if you don't really know that the God, if you don't, if you can't, that's like your first thought that God is a loving and gracious and merciful God. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. Cause there's some, I, you're missing out because if you can approach this relationship with God as a, as in like a marriage of love, your whole life will change and so much for the better. And maybe there's people out there that you're going, yeah, Hey, I got this guys, no problem. But maybe you have somebody that is struggling with it. So, uh, I, I want to ask a favor for everyone out there that you would, uh, begin to, uh, to share this on your social media pages that you'd start to share it in conversations. I mean, you're talking to somebody just, you know, maybe you want to talk about these, these four amazing, uh, people that, that come up with this wisdom and, uh, okay. Okay. Well, maybe you just <laughs> want to tell them the title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, tell them the, the closing thought that we have, which is that, uh, uh, he has the plans. He has plans for us, no matter what, where you are in life, he has plans, not for evil, but for good to give you a future and a hope. So live your life on purpose. purpose see you next week guys we'll see you next, next week you alone hear my every prayer you're the god who's always